This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. I'm going to say B for Barkley. <laughs> this is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about the Ackley. Just one more round, friend. Oh, Aklaima. Aklaima. That would have been a good name for her. Aklaima. Well, <laughs> you got to always give Tim another second. I, know, I, just, I don't know when Tim's going to stop. That's why I'm like, is he done? He's riffing. Let him go. And then it's, okay, it's quiet. We can keep going. <laughs> well, the Aklai appears in episode two, Attack of the Clones. Oh, nope, we're here. here. I'm uh, here. Oh, they're that bored already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard like a poof and then silence. Well, you said episode two. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> there comes the hate. Better than other Star Wars movies. Uh. Oh. <laughs> there, there comes the hate. Yeah, Thanks, Dave, for deflecting for me. Mm-hmm. He just took a bullet. Well, they want to know my name's Dave. Well, this is my favorite part of the show that happens at the beginning of the show. Which, this is, I'm going off track here, which kind of hurt me a little bit. Did you see that somebody asked if you, we all can do names once in a while? No, no. I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone did say that. That's, that's you know what, I have to, I got to back you up on that. It's like, that's, yeah, I'm not for that idea. Uh, uh, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, uh, absolutely. We'll take any suggestion anyone has. And there's rare that I will... Uh, say no or even say maybe not I, I have to say yeah that i don't want to change this bit i want i want chris to continue this this is all i do well fuck it's the only thing he does yeah exactly you know? i've already got names for accolade for everybody if, uh, if after chris does it i can do mine yeah let's hear yours and then we'll hear tim's and we'll see what you're better and i bet i can come up with one off the top of my head better than chris's as long as tim doesn't go to the bathroom while he's reviewing uh, the force awakens <laughs> I didn't go to the bathroom during I went that. three I bet, times. I'm not saying you. I went to the bathroom during Force Awakens, I think. I fell asleep, actually, during the Force Awakens. You went too late. That That's why. I don't think that's what put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is a great name, Tim. This name, I bet money is better than your name. Okay? Well, we'll see. We'll see. My name is Carnivore Chris. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was three C's. Carnivore Chris. Come on. See? Today I am joined by Praying Mattis. Oh, come on. Oh, Dave likes that one, Matt. I I like that one. All right. Okay. This next one I wrote down. I don't know what it is, what it means, and why I wrote this down. So please help me. (laughs) Did you do it more than three days ago? Yeah, I did, actually. Uh, (laughs) I almost burped there. To my left, Vendaxa Dave. That's the planet it's from. That's what I thought it, did, it was, and I wrote that down. <laughs> and best one yet. 
The lobster. <laughs> that is good. Stop right there. Velociraptors Tim. Ow. Uh, Tim, what's your name, you fucking asshole? Alright. There's Matt Lay. That's There's awesome. Ack Dave. That's awesome. Ack Chris Lay. That's awesome. And Ack Lay Tim. <laughs> and Tecla Me Tim. I, I agree, they're all better than my Tim. I'm sorry. Uh, I had to pull out. I had to pull out the uh, the the two volume encyclopedia to look those all up, and I got them. I wish Chris had something like that to use. Oh wait, he does. I spent money on it. I don't. I, when I get stumped, I go to that. But I never. You've never used that, you liar. I, I have used it, but not for the name. To hold a door open. No. Or, or to keep a door closed. On my door, on my door shut. On my door. I put my drink on it while I'm watching Vampire Diaries. There's a big round circle where the drink sits. I use it. I love that thing, Matt. Thank you. Uh huh. Happy New Year. Well, well <laughs> some things don't change. Well, Happy New Year, you filthy animal. <laughs> Tell us some facts about Ackley, Tim, Ackley, Matt, Dave, Chris, Act. All right, well, the Ackley, did you say what it appears in? Yes, episode two. The episode Grand two, movie. you all know this character, this creature from episode two, the gladiatorial battle scene. But the Ackley is a six-legged, three-eyed, amphibious carnivore from the planet Vendaxa. Is it purple and neat people, too? Sheb Wooly. Yep. So before I get started, what do you guys, uh, your initial... Thoughts, remembrances of the Acklay. This is the only thing that actually kind of scared me a little bit in that movie because it didn't give a shit and just put its one of its feet right through the, his handler. I was like, that is a badass praying mantis dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> this this was the only, in my opinion, the only cool. There was what three. Yep. There was this, the Reek, and the Nexu. Oh, the yeah. Reek. This is really cool. The Reek, I keep forgetting, existed, but yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I like it for the, just the sound effect alone. It's a great sound effect, yeah. yeah. You know what that is? That's the the box being opened in The Force Awakens just sped up. <laughs> <laughs> they sat on that sound effect for yep. a long time. Use it again. I'm going to see if I can find out what the sound effect was for that. Tim's not even paying attention to your accolade, Dave. Well, no, I'll, I'll hold on to it until until we get to until we get to that point. But. All right. Well, this animal was a crustacean, and I don't think the person that wrote this thing knows what an amphibian is, because it says that it lives underwater. Well, so do lobsters. But to me, if you're an amphibian, you start your life in the water. Oh, and, oh, amphibian. Yeah, you're. Well, what is a then, crustacean technically? Then, as far as the four geniuses. Mr. Yeah. Krabs. And then you come out of the water. Like this thing, it says it lives underwater. It doesn't live underwater. It's obviously living in a cage in the Geonosian, you know, whatever you call that thing. So reptiles on land? But it's an amphibian. It starts out its life with gills and develops lungs and comes onto the land. Isn't that like Big Bang shit? No, it's frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bang shit. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking up to see if a lobster is technically an amphibian now. Oh, this is great. I love Google. Is, is lobster a reptile or amphibian or what? <laughs> Someone from Philly wrote that question. Did Vinnie Barbarino <laughs> write that? 
That's a good thing for, for I have questions. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck it. I can't answer it here. <laughs> Why don't you do a plug, Matt? I have questions every Friday, 2016. Matt thinks of questions. Some good, some stupid. And I answer it on those episodes every Friday. Newsaz.com. Wow. That was, that was a good voice, like too. That. And apparently was- it ruins lives. <laughs> it does. Well, what it would do, it went on it went on land to hunt, but they're saying that it went back then and lived in the ocean. So I don't know if that if you're supposed to now believe that those things that they were keeping in that battle place. I just heard King of the Hill, his father going, "He ain't Chinese, he's Laotian." <laughs> <laughs> if they're eventually taking them back to water. Uh, I didn't see any water on Geonosis on that, on that, on that planet. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Like, Tim would know best. Like, they do that kind of flyover before they land. Yeah. There's no, it's, the oceans it's, there. It looks like a rocky desert planet. So, I don't know. I don't know about this amphibian. They may have swamps and they may have underwater, like, um, like chasms and with, with water and deposits and that sort of stuff, maybe. All right. Well, we'll go with that then. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> The eyes enabled them to see in the darkness, but they were they were actually nearsighted. So I don't know if you ever see an acolyte with glasses. <laughs> you wouldn't hit an acolyte with glasses, would you? Yeah. The jaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> great. <laughs> Is that what it said to Obi Wan? <laughs> and the, and no, they, I was a kid when I I was a kid when I killed your parents. Three eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. So they have like a three eye glasses. Trifocals. There you, know. you go. The thing that is the most powerful on them is the powerful jaws and the sharp teeth. You see that at one point does it, it puts like the staff goes in the mouth and, and it, it snaps it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a bad I mean, of those three animals, that one's a badass. The reek is dumb yeah. and the Nexu is a big kitty. Door when you pet it. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh the 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 uh uh Acmina is frightening. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They had small stomachs. They're capable of expanding them when they had to eat. They had a high metabolism, so they had to eat a lot. Um, Half of that is true with me. <laughs> yeah. They, they needed, because they were so big, they needed Ooh. tons of energy. So if they didn't eat as much as possible, they would quickly starve. So a lot of these died from starvation because they couldn't eat enough to keep their body going. They were very aggressive. They were used a lot as in gladiatorial combat, and I think what they would do is they would starve them a little bit before they went out, make them more all aggressive. Off and hungry. Yeah, they were like perfect for this, like gladi- gladiator. Do you like gladiator movies, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a grown man yes, naked? Yes, I do. <laughs> you ever seen a grown athlete naked? Look at that wang. Exactly, wang. <laughs> Who says who says the word Wang? First of all, <laughs> Wang Chung says it. Yep, everybody, everybody wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had the deadly claws. His dick's a million miles. <laughs> Put it in you. <laughs> this is the show people wanted to hear, not that Force Awakens <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's still gonna. You gotta give Tim a minute. He's still. <laughs> no, I was trying to think of more lyrics. You know, sticks I, a million miles. You're in. You're in Nashville, and I know exactly what you're doing. You're sitting there, trying to think of the next line of the Wang Chung song to see what you can squeeze in there. <laughs> That's right. So give him a second. I'm giving. I, I got nothing there. 
Okay. We're we'll just... He'll think of it later. He'll break into it later. <laughs> they had the deadly claws, which we also see them use in the movie. Doesn't it impale one of the, the handlers? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, a, right. that's the I don't give a fuck animal of the Geonosis. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It can strike at a distance, which makes it even scarier. Um, they have cilia on, on these claws, which gives them a sensation of feeling so if like something's near them. They can, they they also have like a kind of like like electric. They can sense the the neuro electricity in other beings and strike at that. Do their name? Holy tingles! Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. The armor, the exoskeleton, is used by many as armor. Like if you were to if it were to die, they would be stripped, and the shells used as armor. Which is also cool. I, I love I love some of the facts about this thing, except for this one. Hercules <laughs> could be Chris. You see it circled there. Oh no 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 no! See it, Dave. What is it? Force sensitive. Oh come on! <laughs> All this, although it says it is extremely rare, the creatures that were force sensitive could teach themselves to shoot lightning from their mouths. Can't say that again. Dave, so he's Godzilla <laughs> or Mothra, whatever. Yeah. It was. <laughs> It's awesome. It is. It's, it's like a dragon. I mean, it's like it's. It, it looks like, look, actually looks like one of the. Wow, it does look like one of the kaiju from uh, Pacific Rim. Now you mentioned it. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> so that's the end of that. So when they don't get what they wanted and get real angry, they start punching a wall. Yeah, like Kylo Ren. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You watch Bet girl. Fellas enjoyed the movie. <laughs> that was the best line of that. What special. girl? I know that girl. <laughs> enjoyed the movie. Is it just me that? But I, I now I've mentioned this before, and I should have put this in our Force Awakens episode. But fuck it. I have this weird thing that I think I'm the only person on the face of the earth that has is that can like imagine smells. When he took his helmet off, I smelled something. <laughs> I don't think Matt's paying attention to this episode very much. I guess neither am I, though, because I just saw he posted minions on, <laughs> on Karen's wall dressed as yeah. Star Wars characters. <laughs> 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 okay. There's minions. And now he's wondering what the head cheese smells like in Kylo Ren's yeah. helmet. Enjoy the head cheese. <laughs> this would be cool, actually, Matt. Like Exit stage right. <laughs> All right. Well, these right. things were. I think trans- you should have done the impression of Speed Buggy. What's Speed Buggy? That's the the speed the the uh, beach. Oh, what is it? Like the Dune Buggy that talks like like yeah, like a car, like a backfiring and stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, I picture him as Snagglepuss. That's a pretty good one too. Yeah, that's the voice hound. I hear what comes out of his mouth. Because <laughs> I watch, uh, what's it called? This is where I leave you all the time. Oh, I've never seen that. I've never no, seen this. Is the first time I've seen him any, anything. It, we really should have had this conversation in the our last episode. Well, we're having it now. Okay, stop what you're doing. Put this. I'm about to yeah. ruin the Force Awakens that you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like Humpty. <laughs> <laughs> and my sounds laid down by the underground. <laughs> my mess smells funky. 
I once got busy in a death stop bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you got to put this podcast down and go watch. This is, this is where I leave you because he is That's awesome. He is so he awesome is in that movie. He kills it every time he's on screen. You like, can't take your eyes off him. Okay. Okay. So these things were transported to other planets, and because of that, like a lot of these things, we talked about this even just recently with that Calhoun. Calhoun, they spread. Not not you. You don't want them to spread. They they kind of take over. And on Geonosis, they actually get out of these cages and they find their way into the ecosystem and carve out a niche for themselves. And they destroy entire hives of geonosins kind of just like eating all the worker drones as they're there working um i love this i love the kind of biology within this the science here because it happens in science like the kudzu and even people that buy iguanas this happens all the time My, my family lives in florida and people buy iguanas as pets, and then they get sick of them, and they let them go, like oh. in the canals and stuff. And they totally destroy the ecosystem because they're not right, supposed to. Right, 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 yeah. So I love the science within this as far as the, the accolade. These, these things would kill geonosins because they figure, I'm here, I'm taking over. Reminds me of the Simpsons episode where the toads took over Australia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who wasn't thinking that other than Derek and Karen? But they're, I think they're cool. Like, like we kind of talked about the scene. I think they're cool. I like the movement of them, the roar, that roar. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's one of the highlights of the movie. I, I like the fact that they seemed uncontrollable because he killed his handler like in two seconds of him being on screen. But then it makes you, if I were to think too hard about it, it's like, well, how did they even get him in a cage in the first place? But didn't really occur to me till this conversation. But it's yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't control it even. For a second, like right, to get yep. it ready for the battle. Yep, and like, I, it, t- it took its staff, snapped it, and then killed him. And a lot of that stuff, I think, is cool because of you know McGregor, like the way he, he fights it. Uh, it was like he got to do something. Like he should have. They should have had him in constant action. That was the only yeah. one that fought too. It's like the Reek did the stupid like uh, the dog whisperer thing. Like he <laughs> fell asleep, and the next it was just trying to jump up on the pole to scratch Natalie Portman, which I was all for. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the, yeah, uh, this, the, this, this Charles Barkley is the only thing that fought the whole time in this, in this arena fight. <laughs> hey man, what would you just graduate from stupid school? Why I got to come in my arena thinking I'm coming here? Just... I'll spit on you, man. <laughs> I'm retired when Michael Jordan retires, but when he came back, I don't think I might come back again. <laughs> Did you see Space Jam, motherfucker? I'll take you out. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Frank Caliendo does that makes me laugh is his Charles Barkley impression. Does it? What is he? Does he does stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's where that, that. That's what I was. I was actually quoting Frank Caliendo. Oh God! Did you graduate from stupid school? <laughs> Uh, that was something that Barkley actually he said. He probably did. I don't know that for a fact, but I only heard Frank Caliendo say that. Come on, man. That that scene is the best of times and worst of times in episode two because the cool action and chaos of that scene is juxtaposed with C-3PO and in sync. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Very briefly. I'm so confused. Before I draw on a, a car. Yeah. 
And and she lands, <laughs> Natalie Portman lands on that dinosaur, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. and kisses the guy from Life as a House on the cheek. <laughs> Audibly kisses the other. Yeah, it was so bad. But then you you go back to these animals and and the fighting. It was like I like it, I hate it. I like it, I hate it. <laughs> it, was, it was such an awful scene. Are we this? Are we like looking at these characters differently now? Because we saw the Force Awakens and then, no, 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 no. I think no. our feelings have not changed for these characters whatsoever. <laughs> I think are that's you? safe to say. For better or for worse, I think they've stayed the same. You, are you? Are you? Because well, I mean, you like, it up? I mean, like the prequels in general, I guess. No, all, I don't think so. Laughing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think our opinion is pretty much the same of the prequel characters. Do you think other people are? They're looking now that this came out. They're looking back at the prequels, and maybe in the past they defended them, and now they're like kind of not. I, uh, I, a few, I think, here and there, probably. Maybe. I hope. I, I, no, I'm just gonna get happy again. I hope not, because again, <laughs> your opinion is your opinion. It's fine. Let's talk about Lamina Barkley Charles, whatever the fuck this thing is called. <laughs> All right, man, take it easy. Just one more round, friends, and then homeward bound, friends. Don't forget me in your dreams. <laughs> that's drunk. That's how Charles Barkley sounds. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, you know who Charles Barkley. Oh, you know me? Jam. Oh, him. Okay. Uh, yes, no, of course, I've yeah. seen. I've seen. I've seen Space Jam. Once in a while, these goddamn sporting event talk after the game's over interfere with my TV shows. <laughs> they go long. Sporting event talk game after the show's and, over. And then when I'm my DVR something and I hit play, there they are talking, having the time of their lives, <laughs> talking about shit I don't care about. If you tuned in to watch The Walking Dead, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's never on AMC. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened. Glenn probably died. Unless he crawled under the dumpster, which would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> would you graduate from stupid school, Glenn? <laughs> uh, Why the car uh, walking? Di- I have no idea where I'm going with this. Fuck it. Keep going. <laughs> okay. They, they had on like five of them on some Harry talks. Potter and the Pencils, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they were all talking about how they were stupid. I can see your Ackley Wang. <laughs> Wang! Tim's still trying to think of lyrics. <laughs> he's still writing write something down. This takes a million miles. <laughs> he loves that line a lot. It gets in you and me. It's uh. about to blow all over Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is moving it up. Is that part of the song? Moving on up. That's Move the Jeffersons. Down. down. Oh. Move it Move it down to the ground. Yeah, move it up. Boom down. All right, start working on dance hall days, Tim. <laughs> dance hall days. Yeah, we were talking about doing a, a summer musical, so shit, there you go. Number one song right there. Wang Chung and Carrie. Backlit days. Wilbur Hood might even host it. <clears throat> that bastard. Son of a bitch. Heard what he said about my wife. So I told you these spread all over the, the universe, and there's a place called... It's called Burnout. It was a space station, and it was a prison. It was like a prison camp, and there, there was like military guards and these prisoners. They would take the prisoners and feed them to the Ackleys while people watched it on television. That's pretty cool. It's like the Running Man. Or exactly. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Running Man. And that's exactly what I knew you were gonna say. It was like reality TV for Star Wars, and it was like it was like the you know the Running Man. Like people would tune in. 
to see death on TV. Who would be Dynamo yeah. in the Star Wars galaxy? <laughs> That'd probably be Porkins, actually. Probably. You can tell our age. Guys, <laughs> still can't do that. Rip out your goddamn spine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And what is that long? He's got like this long line in that. It's like, oh, what the hell is it? Like, I hope you have room for my fist so I can put it in your throat and reach out your goddamn spine. But what was before <laughs> that line? It's like a 10-minute line. I swear to God. It goes on and on. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what was Jesse the Body's character called? He was a Captain was Marvel. Captain or USA or something. Captain USA. Was like, <laughs> I think it was, actually. <laughs> Uh, Richard Dawson. All right. Only in reruns. I tell you what, Richard Dawson wouldn't have got that goddamn Miss USA. Oh, I love. Uh-huh. Hey, no, no. <laughs> no. Do not talk about Steve Harvey. No. Even though I posted that Happy Easter thing on Christmas with his picture. <laughs> I saw one today for the New Year. It said Happy 2017. It was a picture of him. <laughs> you know what would be funny? Uh, actually, I was watching Prices Right. Or, uh, not Prices Right. But, this takes all the credibility out of my next statement. I was watching Family Feud like I do every day because I love Steve Harvey. Your Bill Cosby is actually closer st- to Steve Harvey, so I think you should just shift from your Bill Cosby impression into a Steve Harvey impression. All right. I'm down for that. Okay. Bill, Cos- Bill Cosby is a rapist. I'm yeah. not talking about him anymore. But you could do a good uh, Steve Harvey now. All right. Yeah. So I told you these things spread everywhere. Fallujah, all these other planets, and one of them ends up- I Captain I- Freedom. Captain Sorry, Freedom. That cool. was Jesse Ventura's name. Right. That that was that was ridiculous. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um one of the things that I was hoping, hoping, hoping that there would be more information on, because I would have done a whole another episode on this, is that some of them end up in circuses. Oh, oh. circus horrificus? No. Mole poles traveling circus. Mole poles <laughs> traveling Tim circus. And there is a ride. At this circus, sounded more like a theme park. Oh shit! So this would have been great for Matt. Called yeah, right? the, Geono- the Geonosis Arena Ackley Rider, which was kind of a reenactment of what happens in that ride. So it was almost like a theme ride <laughs> about the battle, and you ride an Ackley. <laughs> There's I not mean, a whole. That's not. That might not be too far from the truth with the way Disney's pushing Star Wars in their parks. Well, who knows. So I looked it up. I was hoping there was like a whole thing about it, and there's not. There's nothing. But that would be great for Matt. That That would have been great. What was what? Oh, I guess I'm the only one that heard that. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's there. He's in the house. What time is it? Something. (laughs) Yeah. Some some noise came over one of my computers here. I'm not sure what. So okay, I thought it was over a Skype call. Tell us, you guys need to stop talking about Disney, or we're gonna kill you. Porn. Was it porn? No, no, you recognize that noise. <laughs> Chris knows that. Noise. I know them all. Some of these things even end up being uh, sort of like the Rancor. Like there was a hut called Borvo or something like that that had Bilbo. The yeah had a Rancor in like the secret dungeon underneath that hut, just kind of like Jabba has with the Rancor. So that was another use of them. Mm. Um, there is a, I mean, that that was the best information that I got out of the the Ackley story itself. Some of the behind the scenes stuff, and I'm confused by this, and maybe maybe you guys can shed some light on this. It it actually first appeared 
a month prior to the theatrical release of the movie in the episode two book. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't know. Why Why would – why did they put that – I guess my question is not about the accolade. Why did they put that book out? Well, you know, That's weird, is a that good question. The Force Awakens book yep. comes out the fifth. No, so, it's out already. Yeah. This, Force Awakens no, book is it, out. I heard the third, the third or fourth. Or it's, is it third? It's out. What are you guys talking about? The it's novelization? Supposed, yeah. I don't think it's out. I think it comes out this week. Today, yeah, it comes out, I think, Monday or Tuesday. No, you guys are nuts. Either that or it's foreign sales because it is out. <clears throat> I think it's foreign. I was oh, okay, maybe it's foreign sales yeah. then because I can get it on Amazon. I'm, maybe I'm getting it from Amazon.ca or something, but I, I got an alert that I could get it. It was, I could, it was the day the movie came out. It was the 18th. I couldn't get it early, but I, could, I was alerted mm. that I could get it on the 18th. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, now I see it. The Alan Dean Foster novelization for US yeah, dot com is the fifth. You're right. I'm sorry, so it must have been a foreign one. Because I, <laughs> I buy I used to buy all my Canadian sitcom stuff through Amazon CA, so I get their alerts as well. Well, I don't understand like it's fine, they're putting it out afterwards now. Why the hell would you release Back a then, book yeah. a Dude, book ahead of the movie? And and this to me is I even bought, worse. I it's bought, not it's not literature. I bought everyone and read them because unlike most normal fans, I don't give a rat's ass about spoilers. I want to know everything going into it. So I, I bought Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones. I did not buy Revenge of the Sith novelization. I bought the comic because I saw it right next to it. I was like, ooh, even better visuals. I knew everything about all three of those movies going into it, and I knew I knew a lot about Force Awakens, which we didn't talk about going into it, too, because that doesn't bother me. I know it bothers people, and I, that's why I don't share it, but I, for me, having those out early is awesome. I don't understand why it's done at all, though. Because <laughs> that is true. These, you get a good these, point. Yep. These things are written as screenplays for the screen. They're not literature. So why is the first taste that anybody can get of these in literature form when that's not even what it is? I don't understand why they do that. I think for the, <clears throat> especially for the prequels, I think they released them ahead of time. Because they knew that there was this group of people that wanted to be the first to know. And so if they could get the book a month before the movie comes out so they can read the whole book, the, the, the publishers knew they could sell more books that way if they release it a month ahead. Rather than releasing the episode two book three weeks after the movie came out, after people have already seen the movie and know the story the interest in the book might not be as high. So I think they were just sort of betting on the people that needed to know and they needed to know now. Okay. Well, that, that's it. That, I work, I, I'm I work, with that answer. I just don't I worked understand at, it. at Borders when, when episodes two and three came out. I remember, I don't remember the episode two book that much. The episode two stuff, after after episode one, the, the merch release wasn't as heavy, but they really... They really went out, you know, hog wild when episode three came out. And I remember when the novelizations came out, there was like the, the, the novelization, the kids book, the making of the art of all of those came out all on the same day, the same, same day as the uh, merchandise at like Toys R Us. Like there was this whole like worldwide release of all the merchandise and the books were part of that, that um, which was about about a month before the about a month before the episode Three came out, if I remember correctly. Okay, I just was always confused by that. I mean, the the, the novelization for A New Hope came out a full year before uh, Star Wars came out. 
That came out in uh, the summer of 76, if I remember correctly. Hmm. And people could buy it? Yeah, yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. It to me. is These weird. Are screen, yeah. They're screenplays. They're not. They're not books. It's not like you're buying and have read Harry Potter before you see the movie. These are not written to be books. Well, well, novelizations are usually written off of the, the entire script, even the stuff that gets cut. So it does fill in the gaps a lot. Like I, the uh, Attack of the Clones book was actually the story was actually much. I, most of the disappointment of Attack of the Clones came from what was set up in the book because a lot of that made a lot more sense of what actually happened in the movie. Hmm. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and, and when you're uh, and when you're reading the book, I think for some people they may they may enjoy the book better even if they've seen the movie because in their head the actors are all playing the roles perfectly rather than that's true. Good some point. of the yeah. stiff acting that you get instead of like. Sand, it gets everywhere. You know, it could be sand, it gets everywhere. <laughs> you know, you, you read it however you want. So, don't think I can again. Watch the talking man again. <laughs> well, the Ackley was designed by George Lucas himself. He wanted something that had the characteristics of both a praying mantis and a velociraptor, which I don't see the velociraptor in there necessarily. You need a claw. No, no, yeah, the claw. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's more like a. I mean, later people added things to it. Like it's it's more like a combination of a praying mantis and a lobster. I see this weird thing trending yeah. on Facebook that says Michael McDonald wins by submission at UFC 195 fight. Ah, we'll punch you, kick you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, assuming, to the I'm assuming it must be a different Michael McDonald. If not, I'm really impressed. Every <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 75. Doobie brother. Next Kills. up is Rondo Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I just keep interrupting with the dumbest shit. Any Michael McDonald uh, interruptions hi- great, right? hiatus is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the design of it in the film, and I'm sure anybody that's a lover of film and, and film history can see this right away, that it's designed after the Ray Harryhausen um Films, especially in and in particular, Mysterious Island. There's a scene where a sailor fights a giant crab with a spear. That is a direct homage to Ray Harryhausen. I saw. I saw. See, homage. They showed Mysterious Island at the Belcourt Theater here last year. There, there was a basically like a Harryhausen fest where they showed like over the course of a month they showed like 15 different Harryhausen movies, and this was the I saw Mysterious Island. That was the one that I was able to see. That's cool. You know what's coming out the end of the month that I want to see, and I think Dave would want to see it too? What's that? The Rift Tracks Fathom event of The Room. I saw that. <laughs> yes. I saw an ad for that oh. at the theater. They're doing uh, The Room and something else. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. I yes. want to see The Room. I think Christy and I are going to see that. I will be seeing it as well. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Then I'm definitely going to see it now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a theater around here that's doing it and definitely see it, Chris. You want to like go? King of Prussia and Plymouth Meeting but, are the closest to you. I'm looking. Gonna, at are, are they gonna be talking during it? Yeah, they talk <laughs> over the whole thing. But how am I gonna enjoy the movie then? Oh, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what a Tommy was so seen is. <laughs> and to answer Tim's question from earlier, the sound of the accolade, which is very cool, is really cool. is created by uh, meshing the calls of both a dolphin. And a pig. <laughs> and a pig. <laughs> okay, I can actually hear that now you said that. Yep. 
So yeah. that's where the sound comes from. Slow it down. It's, it sounds like a little box being opened. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as the accolade goes, that's all that I got. No. I was that's enjoying that. I don't remember anything you said, but I was enjoying that. Man. Dave, excellent job, Dave. Thanks, man. <laughs> Matt, you got some feedback. I do have some feedback. There's one I wanted to try to bring up in our last episode, our Force Awakens, but we never touched on this subject. But I, I wanted to uh, read this email because it's from a longtime listener, and we always make the joke that we don't have any women <laughs> listeners. Well, we certainly do. And Sarah has been one that's been with us for years. She's been on our Facebook page, and she wrote... Just today, I think, the day of this recording, uh, the subject is Wedge Cameo, and she wrote, Hey guys, I have a question for you. I'm currently listening to the Wedge and Tilly's episode, and I got to thinking, does Wedge make a cameo in The Force Awakens? I've only seen the movie once, so I haven't, have not been able to catch more of the Easter eggs and cameos from the original trilogy. If he didn't, I'm sure David is disappointed based on his love for the character in that episode. Well, I think we all know, I don't think this is a surprise to any youth, Three. I think you probably told me this. I mean, Dennis or Denny Lawson flat out said he was not going to appear in this. So even if there is a character in the background that's supposed to be Wedge, I wouldn't consider any official Wedge cameo in this at all even being possible without him playing it. Yeah, I don't think Wedge is, is in the is in the movie. I, I don't think that they would recast the character for no reason. I think if they couldn't get the real Wedge. Or the fake wedge. <laughs> that would, would be good. That wedge. would be yeah. I like the fake wedge. <laughs> so okay, well, um, let me go on. <laughs> That's sorry, Sarah. I hope that wasn't as uneventful an answer. Yeah. As <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might get on to the subject of cameos and Easter eggs, and that's what I was going to bring it up, but we didn't. Oh. So I didn't know when else to bring this up, and I did want to answer her question since I didn't direct, directly respond to the email. So that is the answer, Sarah. No. I don't believe there's an official nor unofficial one in this. So moving on in the emails, this one is from a little bit before the holidays. It is from a gentleman named Mookie. Mookie! And the message message body says, hey, Matt, Chris, Dave, and suck it, Tim. I'm a 20-year-old Star Wars fan from, I think that's Arna, Louisiana. I might be saying that wrong. I think that's how you... I really don't know if that's how you say it. That's how I'm saying it. I learned about you guys when I listened to Coffee Coffee with Kenobi, and they did the Celebration mm. Podcast. I've listened, Did they mention us in their Celebration Podcast? Did they? I listened to it. I don't remember. I have to go back and listen. If they did, I owe them a thank you. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. I got off subject there. I've listened to buy every- them, Buy them a beer. Yeah, exactly. I've listened to every episode, and I have to say it was quite awesome listening to Davis. He is my favorite- and the only second to him is Tim. Well, I, wish Dave, I, Dave, I told you people like I you. wish I had read this before I included it in the show. Apparently, I'm not even in the top three. <laughs> and after he hears our Force Awakens yeah. thing, I'm sure that that's not the case anymore. <laughs> My favorite episode for Swick is Akmina because when I had one day left of high school, I used a Jedi Golden Girls meme as Betty White being the survivor of the Force Ghost of the dead Golden Girls. Suck it, Dave. <laughs> Jeez, he, he builds you up and knocks you down. Yeah, I like it. So he concludes with regards from the lower boot of Louisiana, Mookie. So there you go, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Thanks, Mookie. That was Mookie. cool. And you got a kick-ass name. So that I, I'll leave that as feedback. I'll go out on a high note, and then that leads us to our Patreon supporter of the week. And pulled at random, though seemingly not random, but very appropriate. Someone that's been part of the Neozaz network for quite a while now. I think well more than a year, and a participant in the Star Wars in Character Christmas Spectacular. That is Lou from Dial Up Movies. Hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice and try to say his name here. He always makes fun of me messing up his name. I'm gonna say Lou Catabiano. That was good. And if that's wrong, that's because I'm repeating how you said it in a special. So you're the only one to blame. So Lou, thank you for your support. Uh, Mayor. So thank thanks to Lou's support and everyone else's support, we're able to do some of the ridiculously awesome things we did last year. We're, we're about to do actually, it may be out by the release of uh this particular episode. We're about to do a year end wrap up episode uh with a couple of us from Neozaz. Just go through how much we've done this year. It's it's actually overwhelming once we go through the numbers and the highlights, uh, especially the services we added, being able to do a live event or live stream whenever we want, and the whole call-in show, which I want to talk to you guys more about later off-air about how to expand on that. So all thanks to you guys, everybody, you guys, I mean, everyone that supports us on Patreon, and I just cannot wait to see what we're able to do with your support in 2016. So thank you, Lou. Thank you, everyone else that supports us on Patreon. 2015 was a banner year. I think 2016 is going to eclipse that, and that's saying a lot, and it's thanks to you guys. Yeah, I listen to dial-up movies. I like Lou's. <laughs> Lou's handsome. Yeah, why does Louis, I've had people ask me why Lou even talks to us? Like, why? That's does a he, good question. Why does he hang out? Why does he come up to here and hang out with us? He's he's like he's got a great job. He has a cool job. I don't want to say what it is in case he you know doesn't want people to know. Fluffer. He's a, a fluffer. He's a, <laughs> he's a handsome dude. Stupid school. Yeah, he's like he's a, he's like a handsome dude. He's got a hot girlfriend. Yeah, he he's does. a handsome dude, right? Chris, where's Caitlin to chime in on that one? I know she's having bad. I think, Wait, I think Caitlin's got a little. Crush on him? He's got a little crush yeah. on Lou. Yeah, she does. We all do. I do. Why does he talk? <laughs> why does he even talk to us? We're idiots. We are. He loves us, man. He drove up here for pizza. Yeah, and he's a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he drove here for, for steak. He drove up here for pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Lou, 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 we love you. You should probably stop talking to us. Oh, that's not nice. He's my coolest friend. <laughs> I stick by that statement with you three on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love Lou. All right, are you going to explain this trivia sitch? I will. Oh, Matt's going to do Oh, it. who's okay. going to explain it? Chris? Oh, Matt's oh no, Matt. I want to hear this. We don't have what we normally use, and so we're doing this. <laughs> Kevin Lyle, the hardest working man in the Star Wars fan community by far. Who another person who probably shouldn't talk to us but does. He is <laughs> with the Force Awakens opening and I think everyone being taken a, we're not surprised by the money it's doing but I think we're surprised by the fan reaction of it. We're a little behind on our trivia. So, we're going to go ahead we don't want to ditch our trivia segment by any means because I think people like it and I like playing it. So we're going to do some trivia questions right now that do not count to the final. In fact, it'll be a one-off. We'll see who wins this episode. It doesn't count to the final uh, 
score of our current round of trivia. When Kevin gets us his last questions, which should be any day now, we will double up on the questions on the next episode and get the scores to where they should be. But right now, we got a one-off competition. Loser has to go to stupid school. What if I get it right, though, man? <laughs> well, you're fucked. You should have been better. <laughs> so Chris has pulled out. Yes. <laughs> the old, from our from long-time listeners will remember this book. It's called Obsessed with Star Wars. It's an insanely hard book, and it picks a random question. There's 2,500 questions in it. We used this as a trivia source before, and we all really, really struggled with it. So since Kevin's questions have become insanely hard, we're going to use this in, in honor of Kevin. I will, I will say, had I had the time, uh, my time is very limited lately. If I had the time, I was going to put together a trivia question where every answer was Adam Driver so I could keep playing his Adam Driver answer. <laughs> but I did not get around to that. Maybe next time. If he's not ready next time, maybe I'll tell him to hold off another week so I can do that. But he's not really the answer anyway, so... Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, um... Am I going first? Go for it. You gonna read your own question? I guess so. Alright, read it out there. All right, You're when, in charge of this. What was Jar Jar Binks' species? You know that. I know. But there's but there's choices. What are they? Nabooian? A hut? A Gungan? Or a Rodian? It is C... Gungan, and if I hit C, is that C? Correct! Hey! Alright, so who's next? Uh, I think I'm after Chris. Alright, it's on my side, so I'm gonna read it. Which manufacturer produced the RA7 series, casually known as Death Star Droids? Was it A, Servo Droid, B, Arachid, C, Tageco, or D, Sorosub? I'm so glad you gave me multiple choice because I was about to blurt out Industrial Automaton. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that one to come up. Uh, I'm going to say A because I think I've actually heard that in our past episode. So I think that might be a real answer. I'm going to go with A, Servo Droid. It's in Tom Servo. Yeah, because we always make that joke. Okay. All right, A, you ready? Oh. oh, wrong. B. It was B, Arachid. Bullshit. A R A K Y D, Arachid. Some large cats in JJ Abrams. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> 589, who's next? Go for it, Tim. 589. I'll take All right. Tim, what type of creature are the. Whoa. Not, not a lens of which Kit Fisto was a prominent example. What time? So what what type species of... is Kit Fisto? Would be an easier go. way to put that question if whoever yeah. wrote that. Insects, mammals, amphibians, or reptiles? Ooh, amphibians. Amphibians is C and. Woohoo! Ding 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 ding. Bingy, 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 bingy. And Matt's question. Matt. God. It's my question. I mean, Dave? 89. That's, that's if, anyone, if I'm confused for anyone on this show, I want it to be Dave. Thank yeah. you. Or I Jack. I take that as a compliment, man. <laughs> we both graduated stupid school. Oh, here you go, Dave. Ready? <laughs> I'm already man far away. How tall was Mace I'm Windu? Sigma Kappa dummy. Are you kidding? Nope. I gotta know how tall that bald dummy is. <laughs> now I sound like Red Fox. <laughs> you bald dummy. 
Where? How tall was Mace Windu? Yeah. It was something meters, I guarantee. Right. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's a pretty tall dude, I think. Although it's hard to, with actors. That's what I thought about Sylvester Stallone until we saw him. Yeah, they always make them seem taller, and we've seen a lot of actors in person, and I'm not a tall person. I'm 5'11", and I feel like I'm taller than every actor I've ever met. <laughs> you know who's surprisingly short, and once I found out how short he was, he became... Uh, he used to be intimidating, then he instantly became not. Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's like 4'9". No. <laughs> no, he's not that short, but he's like... He was at that... Um, thing I went to for uh, uh, to, to meet the, to talk to the face off people and go to that Halloween Horror Nights thing and I forget which convention it was it was in the middle of May and he was there and he was surprisingly short it, it, shorter than me I always pictured if I met him he would be like towering over me and I'd be scared to death but he was shorter than I was I was very surprised Alright, well, these are all, I mean, the multiple choice, they're all very close together. Why even bother giving multiple choice? These things are so close together, they're not even really separate answers. 4.1 meters? (laughs) 4.2 meters? It's like 1.78 meters, 1.88 meters. I guess 4 would be like 12 feet tall, wouldn't it? I'm going to say B for Barkley. (laughs) 1.88 meters? 1.88, man. You damn skippy. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome, Dave. I was bet on B. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like your steak? <laughs> Bloody. Bloody. <laughs> you ain't got to pay taxes. <laughs> well, well, thanks everyone for listening to us talk about the Acklay. Join us next time. We Everybody talk- wang chung tonight. Charles Barkley. Just takes a million miles. <laughs> Uh, should have that done. Um, for Mother Talzin? Mom. Mom. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 